One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, there was a rally on the Grand Parade yesterday um, to demonstrate that refugees are welcome in Cork. It was organised by the group International Community Dynamics and they say the vast majority of Irish people are welcoming to those who come here seeking international protection. That rally took place in Cork last evening. Maureen Tuig from the Cork's 96FM newsroom was there and she spoke to some of those who were attending. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. My name is Rose Lamol. I'm the CEO and founder of International Community Dynamics. And we're organizing this, uh, this rally against uh, the right wing and, and the anti-refugee sentiments that are being... Uh, spread these days yeah it's spreading all over ireland you've probably seen all the protests uh, people being misinformed and 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 coming up blaming housing crisis and everything else on on refugees which is not fair it's not fair on the refugees and it's also uh, causing a lot of fear uh, not only in the hotels where they were protesting but everywhere and also in the hotels here in cork uh, not hotels uh, direct provision centers here uh, people are worried and uh, I think we need to show them that the majority of Irish people are behind them and, and, and support them. How, how does it make refugees feel? Have they been confiding in you and telling you? Well, they're shocked, you know, uh, especially I, I have one uh, who is on our board of management. We work, so half of our board are refugees and uh, our volunteers as well live in that provision still. And um, they've shocked because he said, I thought I came to Ireland because it's known for protecting human rights. And he said, I looked through my window he sent me a video from Ballymun when they were protesting there and he said I'm so shocked Rose and the way they they frighten mothers and children is just horrendous so uh, and and here as well we have some people here from that provision here in Kinsale Road they're very worried they're very worried and their children are asking when are they coming to us you know Gloria Zulu uh, you sang a song um, here at the, the rally today. Can you just tell me a bit about the song and the meaning behind it? Yeah, the meaning of the song, we, we, we were singing it before the release of Mandela, our black president in South Africa. So it, it, it's very spiritual and emotional because we were like asking ourselves that why we as dark skinned people are treated like that. And it was, you know, it, 
people were killed by that time and it wasn't an easy days so that's why I was so emotional after singing it because it took me back because I'm one of the survivors from during apartheid while the strike was like My name is Michelle. I think it's very important uh, that people speak out. Um, we're very lucky in Ireland. Their right has never taken a particularly strong hold. We are seeing a change in that and I think it's very important not to have more angry shouting people but just to showcase that the people who are outside direct provision or accommodation centres and who are scaring families um, this is not all Irish people and that there is support out there. I personally think that uh, protest is supposed to be aimed at people in power or people who have the power to change what you want changed. Anyone who is in those centres did not choose to be there. The state has chosen for them to be there. Um, and I, for me, that is not protest. I think it's just blatant racism, to be honest. And some of the things that are being said through the gates, um, for me, would definitely come under hate speech. And I feel that it's not fair that it hasn't been Acted, and I think I'm very proud of the laws that we have around that stuff in this country. And having the opportunity to speak at the rally today, what does that mean to you? Um, I hadn't actually planned, to be honest, uh, but there was someone heckling and was kind of, you know, what about all the Irish? I was saying some things that I found uh, to be factually incorrect. Um, and I suppose I felt that as an Irish woman, I have um, an obligation to speak up from my perspective as well. There you go. That was people attending last night's demonstration in the city to, to demonstrate that refugees are welcome. Their argument being that most Irish people, there is a very loud but a small cohort who would not welcome refugees to our country. But that they say most people welcome refugees and those seeking international protection. Thanks to Maureen. So earlier on I was talking to Luke uh, about his own situation where he is living in a hotel, the, 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 the travel lodge, for, for the last year and a bit now. Um, and he's been thinking a lot about the situation and I think brooding a lot about the situation. And, he, and he's had one or two ideas. He's talking about standing for politics at the next local elections. And one of the ideas he had is that the government, the local council or the national government, should perhaps look at modular parks, like trailer parks or modular little cabins that you can buy, and just put them, just get, 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 get people into them. It's a reminder of what he was saying. There's a lot of land around the place, right? Mm. That the council could buy, lease, whatever, right? And uh, I just think, like, look, they're, they're building modular homes for for Ukrainians, right? Yes. Why can't they build homes for us? Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. And that's just a quick clip of that. No. Up in Mallow, the Mallow area, they are putting in some modular homes or they want to put in some modular homes for uh, refugees. And there's a group has started to protest against it and doesn't want it to go ahead. Why, Annette? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. This is Mao um, says no to modular homes. Why not? That's right. Because we don't believe that the modular homes are going to be used solely for Ukrainian refugees. We believe that some of the undocumented migrants that have been brought into the country who are now living in hotels and stuff, and the hotel's contract finishes on the 31st of March, so they need to find somewhere to put these people. And we are concerned, very deeply concerned, that 
this modular home area in Mallow that they're trying to build is going to be one of the places they're going to put the undocumented migrants. They've got maybe up to 40 units. Yeah. Well, we've heard so many different numbers now, PJ, it's impossible. You could just take a number out of a hat, you know. And what harm would because we've be been given we've been we've been given we've been given no information whatsoever none like so you know we have no idea what it is that they're planning bar that they're planning to build modular modular homes but as for and there but there has been no consultation with the locals or anything like that and obviously their locals are getting quite distressed you know yeah you see there's a lot of right wing nonsense going around at the moment in it. Absolutely. You know, about Absolutely. people, you know, and, and you'd swear, you'd swear to, to listen to some of the characters on social media that there's fellas marauding the streets <clears throat> looking for trouble, you know, who are undocumented. There is, though. I mean, that's the thing. There is. Is people, there really? People, really in it? There is. Have you seen what happened in Killarney in City Western I was Dublin? In, I was in Killarney that night. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I know that it's there's a fight. some people fights who break are out trying all the to time. when you put when you corral yeah. people into a place, fights are yeah. going to break out. They are, and the thing about it is, do you not think the same thing would happen here if you're going to put these type of people into um, modular home area but and fights expect could them break all to out among the Ukrainians just as handy? Not so much, PJ, if it's women and children. Not yeah. so much. But if it's young men, undocumented men, who are here by themselves, they don't have wives, they don't have children, then they're obviously, they're, you know, you're putting them in from different demographics, different countries, different religions, and you mm. expect them all to get along, and you're going to drop them in here into a local quiet area mm. and expect the locals just to put up with it and not have anything to say about it. I mean, there's a couple of locals here who own their own houses, and they're afraid that they're... the the value of their houses are going to drop significantly if these modular homes are inside them. You see, you get oh, you get pulled bizarre. up on comments like that, Annette, and people say that's kind of a little bit racist. It is, but not at all, PJ. Look, the racist card is thrown left, right and centre these days. There isn't one person here among us that is racist in any way, shape or form, right? They are genuine local cons- people who are concerned that they've been on the housing list for years why weren't they given an option of having a modular home? That's a valid question. Will they, will they, will they be given an option of these modular homes? Well, well if you look at Probably Luke, not. Luke, who was on with me earlier, he's a, he's a oh. year and two months. And this is a very valid discussion, which I'm really happy to have. Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That Luke is a year and two months living in, in, in a travel lodge. And around the corner from where he lives, you can... Sorry, beeping people passing. Grand. Sporting us. Around the corner from where Luke is in a hotel room, you can walk three, four minutes and you'll find a little one-bedroomed, self-contained, little apartment. It's not even big enough to be called an apartment. More like a little studio you'd get on holidays in Greece. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Go tiny little... And yeah, but he's had oh, comfort and security in that, there you which go. would and be amazing, the, the wouldn't it? The question he's asking yeah. is, why couldn't the government buy... A few thousand of these. And if oh, it's yeah. a thing that you reached out to the manufacturers, there's no one going to tell me that if the government reached out to the manufacturers of these little things and said, we have the land and we want 10,000 of them, imagine the discount mm. you'd get. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like the thing about this picture, that's what we're saying. We know there's a massive housing crisis. The majority of people here are on the housing list for years. So we're well aware of the housing crisis and we're saying, great, let's help solve the housing crisis. Put in modular homes, but let the locals Mm. be involved. Let them have a pick of the houses as well or let them have the opportunity to apply for them. But you see, what's happening is that we know there is going to be not one local offered a house in here that it's going to be all um, undocumented migrants because no one is going to guarantee us that it's Ukrainian women and children. And even if and even, even if it is women and children, of course they're going to be very welcome and we will do everything in our power to help them blend into the society. But the services are already under severe pressure and you're going to add in another 200 people and then you're talking about the traffic and the congestion. And look, you know, there's just a myriad of things mm. that... Would would are are why the re, why the people are protesting? You're, so you're determined you know? to are you, well, you're going to man this place twenty four hours to make sure it doesn't happen? Yeah, that's exactly what they've been doing. It's exactly what they've been doing, and and that will continue. At the moment, there is a two dumpers and one large digger, and a small little kind of a security hut with a toilet attached in the site. Two sets of, you know, strong industrial lights, and that's the way it's going to stay. There is nothing else going to be allowed in there, and nothing else is going to be allowed out. Right. And that's the way it stays. And that, you know, let's remember this. It's the OPW and the councils that have pushed the locals into doing this. None of us want to be standing here. It's blooming January. It's freezing. None of us want to be here, but we have been given no choice because nobody has consulted us. Nobody has spoken to us. Nobody has even come up here and to ask us how things are, how we feel. Nobody. And we know that the meeting is going ahead now at the moment with the council and the OPW. And will we be told what happened at that meeting? We'll probably be fed tidbits if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not fair, PJ. That is not fair. There's enough locals here who have been on the housing list. Mm-hmm. They must be at least 40 years between them. And some of them have children, young children, mm-hmm. young children who are living in accommodation that is not suitable. Yeah. And they have no security. And it's, uh, it's, it's, playing, it's playing havoc with their mental health. And the same with the children. There's no security. They're not growing up in beautiful bedrooms like every child should have. And so, you know, we're, we're here for the long haul. We're here until such time as we get answers. If they can afford to build, the, build these modular homes, where are the rest of the houses for the people who need them? Yeah. 
Would you be so, in favour you know, of, of Luke's idea that the that the, the government should actually look at building? Abs- absolutely, PJ, because at the end of the day, we have a housing crisis. We need homes for people, warm, comfortable, safe, secure homes for people. But surely to God, some of the locals should be considered and say, right, well, look, we'll put in so many Ukrainian women and children, but, you know, we just say you, Mary, whatever your name is, you're, you're on the housing list. They are 12 years. Would you like one of those? Yeah. Of course they would. Of course they would. It gives them security. No mother wants to be living in a rented house that's freezing cold or anything like that when they could be living in a modular house that's warm, secure and safe for their children all, all day. want is somewhere safe and secure for their children. Yeah. Why are they not being given the opportunity? It's, it's, it's you know, it's just so, so unfair. It's so unfair. Luke was making the point during our interview earlier on. I, I, I put it to him because he could. He could actually go home to his family home. I put it to him that people will ask why he doesn't do that. To which his response was, yeah, he anticipates that question. And he reckons mm-hmm. he's entitled to a social house. Is that something that we need to address, though? You know, Annette, like, are people, inverted commas, entitled to social housing? A lot of people need support and need mm-hmm. help. But there's a difference between needing support and mm-hmm. feeling, mm-hmm. again, the commas are up, entitled Well, I mean, that's a huge social change that will have to take place, PJ, for that sort of um, thought process to change. And you can't expect that to change overnight. Um, But, you know, a woman who... uh, We've had people come in messaging us after Luke said that to say Mm -hmm. he was kind of ruining his argument because listening to him were people who have worked their arses off to get a deposit together. Mm. Absolutely. So the entitled word can be dangerous. It can, of course, and that's the thing. And but that's what I'm saying is that it's going to take um, a lot of change for 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 that sort of um, ch- thought process to to be changed. And like, you can't expect that to change overnight. You know, social housing has always been provided for people who are unable or for some reason cannot get that type of money together mm. or working in low-paid jobs don't have the opportunity to save. So social housing has always been available in this country, or at least for the last 60, 70 years. Um, and so, like, obviously we know the governments have fallen down badly on that in the last couple of years. And so now we have a situation where we have hundreds of thousands of people who are on the social housing list and have no choice. Yeah. They are in low-paid jobs. They don't. They can't afford. There's no money to save. Sure, energy bills. Hello, you yes. know nobody yes. is saving. Rent, hello, you can't. It's almost impossible yeah. to save. It is almost impossible. Yeah, to save. absolutely. And you know you've got young children and what have you. You know. Yeah. So look, yes, of course, the word entitled is horrible. But you know what? These supports were put in place by previous governments, and you can't just take them away now and tell everybody, "Well, look, it's time to paddle your own canoe." You know, you can't do that either. So, I mean, and so Luke, his situation, whatever that may be, obviously he doesn't want to be living with his parents at whatever age he is. He wants to be living independently in his own little apartment and that's all he wants is a little little place. These people here are not asking for mansions. They're asking for somewhere where they can raise their children safely and warmly. Come come back to the the Ukrainians and and the modular <coughs> homes intended for them there in in Mallow, like <coughs> you know, people asking me here, how would Annette like to be Ukrainian, ripped <coughs> away from her home, her husband, fighting a war? <coughs> 
he's fighting a war back in Ukraine. She's petrified and lonely in a new country. And she turns mm-hmm. up to her accommodation provided for her by this kind, welcoming government. And there's a protest outside. Well, we're not going to be protesting. We're not going to be protesting if if there's women and children going in. I mean, you know, if it's at if it gets to that stage where the houses are being built and it's women and children that are going to be in there, this group that are here with me today, there's about twenty five of us. Every one of them will be up here to offer help to help those women and children move into their homes. We will try to make those children feel as safe and as comfortable as possible. We're not protesting against women and children. We are not. We are protesting against the possibility of these houses being used for undocumented migrants, young single men. And where's your evidence that that will happen? Where, PJ, nobody's a fool in this situation. The contracts with the hotels are ending on the 31st of March. There is hundreds of undocumented migrants in hotels all around this country. Those contracts are ending and those young men... Actually, most of those contracts, Annette, are Ukrainian. Because I happened to be, I told you I was in Killarney the night Mm -hmm. that the the trouble was there, was there for New Year. And I know three or four of Killarney's leading hotels have Mm -hmm. been uh, offered as accommodation to... Ukrainians. One in particular I speak of is, and you'll know it yourself, the Denny Man. Oh yeah, of course. The, now they're, they're, they're yeah. a fabulous hotel. Now they're, they're mm-hmm. Ukrainians. Those contracts co- come to win it. There's no, like you call them, undocumented migrants in those hotels. They're elsewhere. They're elsewhere, but they're elsewhere in Killarney too. And they're yeah. elsewhere in other towns and cities around the country. And they have to be moved. Where are they being moved to? Yeah. We also have a situation. We are under the illusion, and and I don't think we're too far wrong, that this modular housing is being built for them. And like any other community, PG, around Ireland, we don't want 200 odd young single men being brought in here because the safety aspect would be very scary. Very scary for our young children. Bit of a sweeping statement, isn't it? PJ, is it? Is it really? We've seen what can happen when people are put in who are from different demographics, different religions, different countries, and you're told, live together there now and be good little boys. And be thankful and grateful for what you're getting. They're not doing that, PJ, and that is not what they'll ever do. And we know that. Annette, you can put on rose-tinted glasses all we like, but that's not true, and that's not the way it's going to happen. As always, Annette, I've enjoyed our conversation. There are many layers to it. It's one that might even run into Monday. Well, thank you very much. Quartz 96 FM.